0: Welcome to the Story Life Podcast. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers. And my name is Clinton Cornwall, head of the film program at Tennessee State University, and a filmmaker with all of the tools in the box. I don't know. I, I do a lot of different <laughs> things. I do. I have a lot of different skills. And I'm here with my co-host.
1: Island C. Gardner. I also have tools in the box. And this is uh, episode 11, which is... Primarily about being in the you know, the the thick of it with production, and uh, especially with a focus on communicating with your your teammates, and the uh, the trials and tribulations and the slippery slope that can be at times. A little context, we were recording this intro and the concluding outro in 2022, November 2022, but the main episode was recorded way back in September 2020, so this is a little bit of a time capsule for us.
0: Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to let you all know that Alan and myself are creative coaches and consultants, so if you need any artistic support on any part of your process us up for a free 30-minute consultation at we are story life at gmail.com
1: yeah we'd love to hear from you all right with that let's get to it how are you man oh i'm so tired
0: today i'm very tired
1: a couple of times tar- let's just talk about how tired we are for an hour <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that's the real
0: that's the real podcast of a filmmaker is you're just you're just so tired you have so much <laughs> stuff to do yeah, a father um, and a I'm good though. No, I'm good. I, I just it was I had a real nice surprise. I got contacted just out of the blue by a sales agent who had randomly seen a screener of Twelve Months, and he oh great, to, he wanted to meet me because he really liked the film. So that was kind of flattering. I had a nice little meeting with him. That's awesome. Yeah, he had said a lot of very nice things about the movie you know, it's really meaningful when you hear feedback from a neutral source.
1: 100%. How did they come across the screener?
0: He used a, he's a screener at Tribeca, which we got turned down from, but he saw it and recommended it as part of that process. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Congrats.
0: Uh Yeah, it's definitely a good sign, especially since I've made basically no effort to put it out, really, in any way, shape, or form. So, good to have that randomly happen. Very Th- cool. That's nice. I mean, I'm tired. You know, there's lots, there's always lots to do. There's always so many things on the to-do list when you're in production, but we're off until mm-hmm. basically Thursday night. I go back out to our location because we've been shooting this in this cabin in the woods. And we got three more day. Hopefully, only three more days of principal. We built in some extra time in case we have a lot of special effects for this weekend, and not exactly sure how that's going to go. So we built in some extra time, but hopefully by Sunday we'll be wrapped on principal. Having done I think eleven days or twelve. Where's the cabin location? In Crestline. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a movie that we haven't we haven't made
1: yet. We shot the teaser for it called Burn It Down. We just need a lot more financing for it. Anyway, but we looking for a cabin location, we toured around Crestline and Big Bear and like that whole area. And uh I believe it was right yeah, rightwood is where we wound up. Yeah, rightwood's cool too. Yeah, that's where we went up finding our cabin that we used for the teaser. Yeah, Crestline was Crestline I think was like we almost
0: went with Crestline. Did you but, uh Brentwood. in that did you Airbnb on that one? No, I think we did a
1: ho- we did a hotel the first trip, and then we just stayed on the when we did get rent the cabin for the teaser shoot. We just stayed there.
0: Well, yeah, well, I mean, with the cabin, how did you uh, did you approach the owner and say, hey, we want to shoot this thing here, and or how did that work?
1: Yeah, we did approach the owner. I honestly don't remember. I think we just drove around scouting cabins, and we saw that one, and then just found out, yeah, who owned it, who we need to talk to. Hmm. So yeah, that's what we did.
0: Now we're doing the Airbnb thing on this one like we re- and we didn't tell them that we are filming so I'm like curious what the process will be like in terms of wrangling a location agreement or curious since you've done since you've been through the distribution process more than I have like is location agreements part of the delivery like how stringent are they with that stuff
1: No no one's ever asked me for any kind of location agreement if anything and we haven't had to deal with our own E and O yet.
0: Insurance. Oh, you never buy you never buy E and O.
1: We haven't yet. We haven't been in a situation where we've we've needed to yet. Hmm. The only thing they ask for, like, is any kind of like chain of title. Like, if you have the movie or the script, like, registered uh, with the copyright office or the script registered with copyright Writers Guild um, or whatever, just to prove that you own the movie, basically. Yeah. And to have your uh, paperwork with musicians straight away. Any music you feature in the movie, like having that yeah paperwork all squared away that's the only paperwork i've ever been like asked for along those lines yeah i figure
0: i I mean you know you it's i I feel like when it comes to indie filmmaking and any sort of research you try and do on the internet or whatever it's just such a culture of like fear and sort of don't do this or some horrible thing will happen to you or make sure you have every little eye dotted and t-crossed or you know you're gonna get sued for 10 million dollars and i don't know my experience has always been in sort of the experience that i've gathered from other people is it's really just a lot of fear-mongering and the bar is, in actual, in actuality, much lower than than any research would, would suggest to you.
1: I mean, that's the thing. You Google basically anything. And this definitely applies to, like, when you have kids, too. And you're checking out, like, oh, what is this? Like, rash that looks like this. Like, what does this possibly mean? Or, like, whatever. And you get half the stuff. is like, oh, you know, some variation of, like, it'll go away or it's fine or whatever. And the other half is, like, this is the worst thing that could, <laughs> could cancer. happen. You know what I mean? It's
0: cancer. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And everything in between. Some of the fear is justified. But it's all about, you know going through it and just figuring out like, okay, what really applies to you in your production, just being smart about it and just using your, you know, your discretion as best as possible. I guess my things with entering any kind of shoot are basically making sure that, you know, the cast and crew and you know, everyone's good with our arrangements. Like if the cast is like yeah. sag or whatever, like basically that the cast and crew are happy. Everything's on the table. Like our contracts are done. Like everyone's happy with their, their deals. And then, yeah, with locations, yeah, just making sure that locations are, that we won't encounter any problems during production and just kind of like letting them know what's going on and like, yeah, having things squared away with, with insurance, when applicable. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have as much paperwork as you can and like, you know, to have that stuff all written down and, and not just keep it, you know, verbal agreements, of course, but just for the sake of everyone, like keeping track of what's what as well. But at the end of the day, as long as you and your the people you're working with, as long as you guys are good, then, you know.
0: You, you don't want to get yourself overwhelmed and caught up in that stuff to the point where it stops you from making good creative decisions.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that's like too, like, you know, when thinking about, like, things like permits and whatnot. Like, that's something we've looked into before. Like, we, we've we gotten permits for stuff that we've shot, like, in Memphis. When we're getting a permit, is a lot more. <laughs> where, where permits, like,
0: just, $25 or something like that?
1: Yeah, something very reasonable. Like, the film commission there is wonderful, and they, you know, always been willing to help, like, however they can. You know, out here, obviously... It's, it's impossible. A money for making vacation. enterprise.
0: Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah.
1: So basically, we, we've never gotten any permits for anything we shot out here. You know, we basically shoot in locations where we have the permission of, you know, the owner or whoever's living or whatever, you know, the situation may be, or if we just feel like we can get away with it like run and gun style. Yep. And we're not too worried about it.
0: No, because it's like 800 bucks or something like that. Last time I checked per day, it's just completely infeasible.
1: It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And my thing is, like, has been, like, you know, with very, very low budget productions, like, if you're in a situation where, okay, we want this location, but for whatever reason, like, we have to get this permit, my advice would just be to change the damn location, just, like, get invented, <laughs> like, just write yeah. around, like, figure out something else, like, write it for a spot where you don't have to get a permit, at least out here, like, if you're doing, like, a like ultra, ultra low budget, like, movie that, you know, it's, it's just a waste of money, I think
0: no it's 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 something you just can't afford if you're doing it that scale like i mean unless you know unless you have a budget of like hundreds of thousands of dollars nobody can really yeah. afford to get a permit you know
1: no it's all if your budget though is like 80, i mean whatever like under 25 grand or honestly even under like 100 grand i mean it just it just depends again like everyone just needs to figure out like each filmmaker and their partners just figure out case-by-case case basis like what their particular project needs in order for everyone to feel comfortable and you know secure like whatever
0: yeah each project is
1: different but i want to hear about So how's uh how's it been going? How's the acting and directing been going?
0: Uh on the journal of plague and blood. That's the that's the name our working title. Oh, okay, cool. Good. I don't know if I like acting, but I also feel like <laughs> i also feel like i should feel that right like that feels that feels like the yeah an an appropriate response when you're in the middle of production
1: (laughs) no i i I get it man i get it
0: (laughs) so you know tbd on that one
1: well you're also so new to it too like you probably don't know exactly what to feel like you know you probably don't know how much of it you've watched already
0: none zero, pretty much zero
1: okay I mean, that's probably a good idea, actually. I'll just, as with anything, it all just depends on the day and the moment sometimes. Like, sometimes you absolutely love what you're, you know, you're doing in the process and, like, you feel fully engaged and things are working and firing on all cylinders and all that wonderful stuff. But then there's going to be moments and sometimes within the same day where you just feel like dog shit or you just, yeah, you're not enjoying it. It's just not going what you feel like you're not delivering. Just kind of the, the ebbs and flows. So, but especially when you're doing something essentially for the first time and especially something as strange as acting <laughs> is yeah, uh, or can can be, you know, I, I love it so much. It is a strange, like crazy process. And there are moments where I'm completely in love with the process and want to, you know, do it forever. And there are moments where I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But then always on the heels of those moments of doubt or just feeling like, you know, like it's just not happening. Always on the heels of those moments or moments where you feel kind of like, you know, you're really, you know, locked in. So, and then that keeps you coming back for more. But yeah, for me, it's always fascinating. And I, I I love it. But who knows? Like, maybe you'll do it once and that'll be it. Maybe. Or maybe by the end of this, like, you know, you'll get bit by the bug or whatnot and want to keep... Or at least try it again. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's been a overall, it's been a wonderful experience, and I'm very excited about the film, and I think we're beginning a lot of interesting content, a lot of interesting scenes, some really interesting visual stuff. Like I think there's a good movie we've been making in here if i if I zoom out, you know, trying to keep that objective view of thing, I think we've been making a good movie, but you know, moment, like you said, moment, a moment, you know it's difficult and challenging in all sorts of of strange ways. I've leaned in a lot to my insecurities in this film in terms of really exploiting my own insecurities about especially with my physical appearance. That's a big part of like the story and the relationship between these two characters because there's a lot of there's a lot of me and my character being abused by the the female lead who plays my girlfriend, Sophia. Her character is very abusive to mine. I mean we do horrible things to each other, but her her character is very abusive to mine. And I've you know I've given to her i said i have an insecurity about this thing like use this thing like i am insecure about this you know i've I've been like feeding her those things
1: gotcha oh man
0: (laughs) and had to really like poke at and make fun of and like draw attention to those things so that's you know that makes it more difficult yeah for sure sure Um. yeah
1: no wonder you're like i don't know if i like acting (laughs)
0: <laughs> it feels strangely abusive well and there's a lot of physical abuse too so i've been getting hit a lot you know jesus lots yeah. of lots of slaps and punches and whacks on the head and sure um
1: <laughs> well probably you're feeling too like i've noticed like you know how like when i'm playing like a very insecure character for instance it's not that i'm always you know that character like i go home and like i'm still that character but like there's a thing where, like, when you're Playing someone who's so wracked with insecurity all day long, just for example, it kind of lingers with you a little bit, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And does kind of bring out, because also since you are connecting with the character, it brings up your own insecurities and this, that, and the other. So I wind up, like, if I'm playing uh, a character who, you know, is relatively insecure overall throughout a film, then, you know, I kind of, like, feel that a bit more throughout the course of production. Whereas if I'm playing a character who's a bit more confident or whatnot... Then I feel a little more confident like throughout production. So it kind of does, you know, carry over a little bit in, in in interesting ways. So maybe you're going through a bit of that, too. And oh, definitely. Then, yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact nature of, but from what you just described, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it makes a lot of sense for your conflicted feelings about about acting up to this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean... That's um, cool, though. Yeah, and like I said, I'm still engaged in and feel good about the process. Even even though the emotions on a moment-to-moment basis are very much up and down, I, I, I have enough self-awareness to sort of be able to look and be enjoying and thinking that we're getting some good stuff. I think the hardest thing, though, that I've come out of after this weekend was... You know, we're a small team. It's just me, the female lead, Sophia, and she's kind of like, she's almost co directing with me. And then we have our producer, who's also running sound, Melissa, and then my uh, DP, David. And so it's such a small, small team. It's very intimate. We're up in each other's stuff all, all the time. And I think at the tail end of this, weekend people were getting very tired and just sort of maybe overworked because like especially with this shooting process we're basically just shooting all day long like we're doing takes almost all day long you know there's not a lot of like oh let's set up and like light this for like two hours and everybody like take a break or anything like that it's like no we're going all day long and everybody who's there is involved in that process constantly so we're it's 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 a lot of work. And it's 12 hours of almost, you know, especially too, we're not really taking, we don't have wrap time on either end because we're shooting in the same location the whole time. So we're shooting for almost the full 12. So it's it's an intense process. And I I freely admit that. But we kind of got to a bit of conflict, I'd say, in this later on, because, you know, as the director, the storyteller, you know, you always want to do anything you can, any small chance to make the movie just a little bit better. You want to you want to take it. I mean, obviously, with with people being safe, right, and being respected and stuff. Right, yes. You know, and I'm very much, I'm very free-flowing, and, and I like to keep open to inspiration and not really commit to anything until, like, we're actually rolling, you know. And that's not to say that you don't have plans. We do have plans. But I think with everybody being tired and we were running out of sort of, quote-unquote, scripted things to shoot... And so then I, you know, I had thought of a lot of other small scenes and a lot lot of other small things that we should be picking up. And so that kind of became a conflict point because it feels like maybe to the crew who's not understanding the story as much or having the same perspective as as me, you know, as the director, when I add these scenes, when it's like, oh, no, let's add this scene. Let's add this scene. We have the time. Let's add this scene. You know, to the team, it's like you're just making us do more work for no reason. Like, why are we doing more stuff? And like, to me, it's like, well, no, no, this is stuff that is good. And we're, we've been running really good. So now we, I have the luxury of like, we have the luxury of getting this stuff that I thought we might not be able to get. That can become like a conflict point. I think like people can be resentful of a director for that kind of stuff.
1: I've thought about a lot because over the years and, you know, because each project, I'm trying to make sure as best as possible. Yeah. That everyone feels respected and taken care of and heard and that, you know, people are just enjoying the process as much as possible. And just in life in general, too, I'm trying to like set realistic expectations Mm -hmm. or at least explain to people like I feel like you and I have talked about this. too. We have talked about this, but explaining to people like what's expected of them or like what's possible, like what could possibly happen in a day. And the more that people know going into it, I mean, you would hope and hopefully your team knows by this point, like, oh, like maybe if like, you know, we get ahead on these things or whatnot or, or whatever, then maybe we'll have time to shoot some additional stuff that Clinton comes up with. Or just do they just know that you're going to maximize, you know, the shooting day. And so as long as they know going into it, and, you know, hopefully they're aware of it by now, that these things could happen on the fly, and you're going to have moments of inspiration. If you have time to, like, explore those moments, then you will. So...
0: Yeah, no, I definitely said I set out those expectations for sure. I tried to make that uh, as much well, as Well, I'm, part not, of the I'm pro- sure you did too. But um, but yeah. there's a difference between, you know, maybe this is something that that I need to learn is to maybe hammer on that point a little bit more, especially because I think, you know, this team is basically everybody's working with me for the first time. So uh, right,
1: yeah there's that too yeah
0: you know i'm an unconventional filmmaker and i you know i take pride in that i don't i don't necessarily adhere to like this is the Hollywood way of doing things and we do things exactly the hollywood way you know and I, t- I take pride in that but but sometimes you know people have those expectations and you know even if you can't say it's going to be different it's a different it once you get on set you know when, that's that that becomes a Once they're actually faced with that situation, it becomes maybe a different feeling for them.
1: And yeah, at the end of the day, too, like, you know, you can be as transparent and clear and detailed as possible with, like, setting those expectations and, like, trying to really let people know what they're in for. And some people will still kind of, you know, bristle at one point or another because ultimately everyone, I mean, you hope that everyone is going into a project for the common good and for the common goal and that they're just always be on the same page. And, like, I mean, I kind of look at it as, like, when I'm acting for for someone else. I want to make sure that like, you know, I'm delivering like what it is that the, 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 filmmakers need. Yeah. And what they're, what they're after. So yeah, some things might like come up that I might disagree with, or I might not be comfortable with. I don't know. Then you just kind of pick and choose your battles. A- anyway, I'm kind of uh, going on a bit of a tangent here, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like ultimately, cause everyone goes into a project too, like with their own like wants and needs and the things that they're used to, you know what I mean? And the things that they're comfortable with or whatnot. Basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'm sure you have been very clear and we could always be even more clear with setting those expectations. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not always going to go over 100% for everyone involved. You yeah. I mean? You just try to make that happen as much as possible.
0: But. Yeah. No. And I think that's one one part that I always struggle with because I, like you, you know, I want – not only do I want – I mean – you're not always gonna have fun on set, but I want people to have a good process overall, right? I want them to have a good Yeah. That's experience actually the most important thing to working me working in a production. Yeah. yeah. But you inevitably I've had this happen on every single movie I've done, I think. You inevitably hit a point where it's late in the day or you've done many days in a row or whatever. You know, people get tired, no matter how into the project yep. they were at a certain point. They get tired, what? and that's natural. That's that's expected. I don't know if you're this way though. I'm this way. Is like I sort of when I'm on set, I have unlimited energy almost. You know, especially like twelve hours doesn't phase me. Whatever, I could go yeah. much longer, and like I always have energy to do Same. more to do more.
1: Yeah, you might be physically tired. You might be like tired on some level, but like the adrenaline, like and the you know the excitement and just the you know, the adrenaline, the excitement, the stress, like whatever it may be, like keeps goosing you along. Yeah, and keeps you from feeling like you might be tired but you're never sleepy yeah (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh yeah so i get you
0: but other people don't have that and i've always experienced no matter how enthusiastic they were coming into the into the project there's always a moment where you just feel you just got people don't want to keep going people are tired they want to stop they want to quit they just wish the day would end right then but you gotta you gotta keep pushing them forward and i always hate that you always arrive at that place where as a director, one way or another, you always got to get to a point where you ask people to do something. You make people do something that they don't want to do, essentially. Mm-hmm. Even, even if overall they do want to do it, in the moment there, they're so tired or worn out or whatever, they don't want to do it. And I, I, always, I always take that, that always, like, hurts me a lot. I always take it very personally. Because it sucks asking people to do things they don't want to do. But it's also sort of, it's something that always comes up. It's always a moment uh, in, in a production. And, like, you kind of just have to push through it as a director, I find.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just like, I try, like, and sometimes it can, you know, can hurt your feelings a bit. Like, you when you try so hard. Because I do, I try to put, so I've definitely worked with people, too, who you can tell, like, when I'm, you know, on someone else's set. And... They could be lovely people, but sometimes they get such tunnel vision and just focused on like their vision and like what their movie, their project, their play, like whatever it is. They're just like totally zoned in on that. They might kind of disregard like everyone else's feelings mm-hmm. or just, you know, disregard like the well-being of everyone else to some extent. Mm-hmm. And I like to, f- I feel like a point of pride for me is I try really hard to like, again, I know that I can't please everyone all the time. Of course not. Especially when you have like dozens of people on set or even just if it's a few people on set. But, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, we might have like 30 people on set. And I'm like, I can't keep each of these people happy all the time because yeah. everyone has their own shit. While you're trying so hard to be mindful of everyone else's feelings and taking care of them as best as you can while still like staying on point and driving towards like, you know, making your day. Yeah, making that happen. And so, in those moments when you, when someone like complains or when when someone is like, whatever, displeased or whatnot, and you've made such a concerted effort to keep them happy, then yeah, it can kind of hurt. It hurts.
0: Oh, you're, you're, Um, yeah, I feel it. I'm having flashbacks right now as you talk about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's like you take it, like, you know, you kind of take it to heart. And then, you know, again, everything's case by case basis, but ultimately you try to like, okay, not beat yourself up for it too much or basically not let things derail you from. You know, you make, you you do whatever you got to do to keep people happy, but, and then while, while still making your day and, you know, a pivoting and readjusting is necessary, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as, you know, if, if you're clear about what you're, what you're shooting. How long? The, yeah. How long the days are going to be? You know what your expectations are. Everybody's safe. Everybody has snacks available and water and drinks available to them. You know, and you're not pushing anybody harder than they could like physically take. You know, I think. Right. What if you have those bases covered? Yeah. You're, and you're being you're
1: a pleasant person. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not you're screaming like, anybody you know, or anything. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're feeling good. You're you know, you're trying to lead. Let's like, You know. Because I find I find I'm I love it when I feel like. My like when again, when I'm on someone else's set and they're leading with positivity and conviction and they're just and they're pumped about what they're doing. I love that. It's infectious. Like everyone should love that. And most people do. And so when you know when you're feeling that way, like in the leadership position and even if it's just one person who, you know, and it might have anything to do with you so much. But like or what it could be other stuff that they brought with them, like, you know, from the outside world, so to speak, it can get tough. I still like having this. Yeah, you, like you were saying, flashbacks. I'm literally like, I'm having like little memory shrapnel, um, <laughs> kind of like flying at me. Yeah. Uh just kind of like without even like really even wasn't even really thinking about, but like those these images are just in my head from a certain production in particular. Where I'm just like, man, it's still it's years later and it still kind of hurts.
0: No, I've had a few of those moments. It really. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, <laughs> It it really pisses it really hurts me and pisses me off the most when like you said you make an f because like. Doing that whole checklist of things that I just said, like, those things aren't automatic. Like, those things are, you don't, it takes work to do, to do all those things, to keep everybody informed, set your expectations, give people food, like, you know, have a reasonable schedule, da, 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 you know, keep a good, positive environment on set. Like, all those things take work and those take energy yeah. away from you. They take energy away from your creativity. Like, that takes a lot of work and effort to arrive to those things. So it really fucking bums me out when you do all of those things and you're running a pretty what seems like a pretty good vibe of a set and like everybody's taking care of and everything and still people are trying to push you to do less like do less takes do less shots like what do we really need this thing? do we really need to get this do you really need to do another take like even though you're already within very reasonable confines and people are like uh yeah but does your movie really need need like that always drives me nuts yeah
1: ultimately and that's on them as like again like as long as they know like you know if you're sticking to you know lunch is on time and you're sticking to the parameter like you know your start time your end time of the day like you're within those parameters and again you're respecting and keeping everyone safe and you have that positive vibe like if someone is still gonna i mean i get it's one thing too if someone has like you know like sometimes you're in a situation where, well, again, as the director, like you ultimately have, especially when you're the writer director, you ultimately have the final say, like you know, creatively of what's going yep. on. Now, someone like sometimes you know you're working with an actor who they feel like they're not agreeing with whatever choice for the or whatever you might be asking them specifically for the you know the character, yeah, like a certain a certain line or a certain way of doing something or a certain action or a certain gesture or whatnot. And that's one thing when you have to have a conversation about that because ultimately you want your actors to understand as much as possible to understand why they're doing what you need them to do. Yep. You know what I mean? But outside of that, like, and you have those conversations, but yeah, people should just be game for, I don't know. Again, at the end of the day, like you're the one it's that da- like everyone's signed up to do your thing. And so it's down. They should trust you. Otherwise, why are they there? Doesn't mean like, no, of course, like there's little things like along the way that I'm not saying people can't question things, but ultimately like, you know, if this is what they've signed up for and you're coloring within those lines, you know, they, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm feeling like frustrated for you, <laughs> you, know, you know, I want you to feel, yeah, no, I, cause I get it. And like, but yeah, you know what I'm saying though? Like ultimately like you, if you're people are, they've signed up for what they've signed up for, so they need to suck it up and do their jobs and then maybe like lesson learned like maybe they don't whatever they don't work with you again or whatever it might be
0: you know what i mean
1: yeah you know you know what i'm saying
0: no no it's it's, it's, like it's tough at a certain point because you just be there or be committed or don't yeah um well and just be you know as you and i both are we again want everybody to have a good experience but also you can't 100 you can't make a a worse movie (laughs) so that somebody has maybe like (laughs) a little bit better of an experience if, if, like once you start getting down to those sort of like brass tacks or whatever you know it's like if somebody's like i'm tired i'd rather go home now and you're like well we're within the time let's shoot this extra yeah. scene you know you're not at that point you're yeah. like just suck it up you know just suck it up so we can get the we're here we're all here to make a good movie yeah. a good movie benefits especially us if there's all. no
1: extenuating circumstances like it's one thing if like something happened to someone or like, you know, there's something going on that they're emotionally distressed about or whatnot. Yeah. But if they're just simply like, I'm tired, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but you're still, it's still not rap time yet. Then, uh, and you're not like pushing people like, I mean, yeah, there's always exceptions, but you're not like, you know, yeah. Driving people like cra- like pushing people like physically, like, you know, taxing them or whatnot. I, I, I don't know.
0: But I get it. I get um, it. You know, I crew a lot. I do sound work for people. And I'm always super happy whenever we get done a couple of hours early. And I definitely think in my mind, do we really need this? But I've never, but I don't say that shit. Sure. You know, I don't say because yeah. it's not. And that's, I think that's, that's, that's where the toughest thing is like, and this is something I'm experiencing on this project. And this project, I've been trying to give it over a little bit more in terms of the creative process. I've been trying to open it up a bit more to the rest of the team. Sure. But, like, unless somebody is like super, super, super dedicated, and I've, n- I've never ha- met, I've yet to work with in my space somebody who, who got to this like level of dedication. But unless somebody's super dedicated, like, like, close to as dedicated as you are to the project, which is like almost impossible, it's like an impossible yeah. ask. Yeah. Ultimately, mm-hmm. when there's those like points of conflicts or those points of misunderstanding, you sort of have to trust your own gut just because you no matter how much you try and share with people you can't share it all there's too there's too much in your mind to share the whole creative yeah. process with somebody there's always going to be missed bits and things that they don't they can't don't fully understand or whatever or points points yeah. of data they miss out on
1: and as much as you try to like relay your vision to the team like going into production like there's little things that they're not going to know exactly like you know why you don't want like someone sometimes like you know someone might suggest a certain shot that seems cool Or whatnot but if you don't want to do that shot and it's not because like someone else came up with it it's because like oh this is why this perspective this vantage point or whatever it might be like or this type of shot wouldn't be in the film like which is why it wouldn't make sense you know what i mean and that's ultimately down to you like obviously you're not going to grab a shot just because like someone else thinks like oh that could be cool but meanwhile you know that that shot's not going to go into your movie (laughs) That it's not that it doesn't that it doesn't fit in with the rest of your cohesive vision you know I love doing both things. I love in certain situations being, you know, the leader, the guy steering the ship. I love that. I'm always going to do that. But I also love being someone who's on the team and following the leader and, like, delivering, like, you know, helping them achieve their goals and fulfill their vision, like, and being there for that purpose. Yeah. However you want to find, like, there's a bunch of metaphors. I love being the painter and the painter or whatnot. Like, I love, (laughs) like, you know, I love doing, I love, I need both of those things in my life. And so for me, too, I take such pride in when I am, like, working for someone when i am like yeah like an actor and and that's that's all i'm doing on the production and i take such pride in doing my best to deliver what the filmmakers want and to be a you know a team player and to be a source of positivity like i love i need that like i want to do good for them Mm -hmm. i want to do well for them i take so much pride in it that i guess i sometimes like i don't know it kind of baffles me when i'm on the other end and i feel like people aren't or when I'm in that situation too, and I feel like some other people that I'm working with like aren't feeling that same sense of, I, I don't know, when they want to do their own thing, and you know, also like, because I feel like sometimes people are in a situation where they they want to be the lead. like. I also get to have both in my life, though. I get to have situations where I am the leader, and I get to have situations where I don't want to use the word follower, like whatever 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 it might be, but the person who you know, a team member. Let's say a yeah. team member, whatnot. Well, and I uh, think the coach and the, the coach and the player, like I get to be both. And so like, I feel like some people like never are put themselves in the coach position. So they have that kind of like unfulfilled thing within them. And so they kind of bring that to certain other people's, to people's projects. And they want to like, you know, assert more authority or have more power than they actually do because they're not getting that part of them fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? They're not going out there yeah. and leading the charge. They're not going out there and making a project happen themselves and like leading the charge in that project, which takes a lot of work. And anyone who's done it like has has that that or at least should have that kind of empathy for other people who are doing it. You know what I mean? So, again, like when I'm on someone else's set, man, I'm trying to as long as I'm being respected and treated fairly, I'm trying to do my best because I know how hard it takes for them to do what they're How hard it is, how much work it takes for them to do what they're doing. So I don't want to be a problem. I want to be the opposite of a problem. I want to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of, you know, that ideal goal that they've been trying to achieve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I totally. Think there's a lot I of think... that going around, though. People have that unrequited desire to, like, lead the charge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think there's an underrating, even from my side, of experience, of actually going through the whole process. And, like like you said, you've been on both sides. You have the experience of being the leader and seeing the totality of what that means and what that entire process is like. And I think... Sometimes in the moment, like you said, people want to assert themselves and be a part of the process, but then they don't, no matter how much you talk about how the whole process is going to work, unless they've actually have the experience of going through the whole thing themselves, they don't have that perspective and they can't have that perspective. This was like So, one of the sort of big conflict points I had on set was my producer and my co-lead they both really were disagreeing with me on this scene. I was like, let's just... I w- I'm i not sure that we're getting this story beat quite right. Let's just film this quick little bonus, like this extra scene, which I think won't take us very long to do. We have time to do it. Let's just grab this extra scene. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we we cut it from the film and no harm, no foul, right? But it only t- it'll only take us like half an hour to shoot it real quick. And both of them... They didn't like the scene and they just disagreed with the scene and they were just so, they both took it very personally that I wanted to shoot it despite their objections. Mm -hmm. And I think large, like, you know, I was bummed and I still am a little bummed about it, but I think they just don't, but neither of them have the benefit and the perspective of going through the whole process in terms of like editing and stuff like that so both of them they just see in that moment oh we're filming this scene that we hate and now it's going to end up in the film right i think that's the perspective both of them were coming from which if you think that's the case i could understand why they get would get upset that we're filming this scene that they hate but again they haven't been through the whole process and so they can't see and they can't know that of course i'm not going to allow a bad scene into the film and like if it's not working in the ways that they believe of course, it's not going to be in the movie. Why would, I, why would I leave it in the movie if, if people are thinking the same things that they are? But again, right. it's like you said, they want to be part of the decision making process. They want to be respected for that, but they just don't have the perspective to see, like, oh, no, this is just, there's no reason not to get that scene. There's no reason not to record it. And it'll all work itself out in the end. And this
1: is, sure, there's a lot that we learn throughout the process of, of I mean, it's one thing to, like, to meet a filmmaker and to feel like, oh, they know what they're doing, like to feel like, you know, and like, I'll be in good hands as an actor or to meet an actor or a crew member when I'm the director and like, you know, feel like, oh, and producer or whatever, like to feel like, oh, OK, like, this person is totally qualified for the job. Like, I'm going to get along well with them. It's going to be great. It's one thing to have those feelings from the outset. Then, of course, like through the process of making something, actually do, actually going in production with that person, or rehearsals or whatever with that person, you learn a lot more through that.
0: Oh God! But at the end of the day, there's no replacement for it.
1: That's why it's one of the great things too, like to work with people that you've worked with before. And most of my productions are, to one degree or another, it's kind of always a mix of like half people I've worked with before and and half like you know new blood.
0: Which I would say that's probably that's a big struggle point for me in this project is that everybody's new blood basically.
1: Everyone's new. Yeah, yeah, and you're new to all of them too. But at a certain point, like, if you signed up for the thing, you have to ultimately trust the person, trust the leader that you've chosen to follow, trust the per- the captain of the ship. Yeah. Not again, not, not on every little thing, but ultimately, like you said, like if you clearly tell them, like, look, I have my reasons for like wanting to do this scene, you might not understand, but like just trust me. Like if it's not working, I won't allow it into the final film or or whatever. Or maybe I'll take a piece. Like sometimes I've done that. Like oh, I'll take like a certain piece of a scene or an element of a scene that like I almost entirely scrap. But you know what? I'm glad I had that little sliver of whatever. Because now I can reappropriate it and make it work into the film and benefit the film. And all the stuff that doesn't work about the rest of the scene that went around it is gone, you know? Yeah. But yeah, they ultimately have to trust you to, like, to not include stuff that's not going to work. <laughs> and so, and just know that you, for whatever reasons, like, you have to, like, you know. And maybe the scene will work. Maybe the scene will be great. Maybe it'll be the best scene in the movie. Like, who knows? But mm. ultimately, they need to, like, trust you. It's good for you to, you got you to gotta hear them out, though, too. Like, it seems like you have been, like, knowing you. Like, I'm sure you have been hearing hearing them out and for their reasons but ultimately like if you have you know your reasons ultimately trump trump there is like in the
0: end i hate trumping people i hate pulling that card i never want to get to that place but sometimes you just have to like sometimes you know i always try to my thing is always okay we have a disagreement here here are my reasons why i believe in what i believe in what are your reasons why you believe in what you believe in Okay, we still have a disagreement, nothing personal, but I'm the director and not, I'm not pulling rank. Yeah. I'm not trying to pull rank, no. but I just see the whole picture more fully and I'm going to, you know, I take the most responsibility for this film, so I'm just going to trust my own instincts here and that doesn't mean your instincts are bad. It's just like, you know, it's it's, I just believe in sort of my base of knowledge about the story in this scenario yeah. and sometimes it goes the other way so i often get convinced you know i often change my mind i i you know so i feel like people sometimes only have a tendency to remember the times that you don't take their suggestions yes yes and oh god
1: th- i was literally just thinking of that like a few minutes ago
0: and they they, they they like they don't remember the hundreds of times that you did take their suggestion yes. but they only remember the two crazy. times that you don't take yep. their suggestion
1: yep yep
0: which is something i struggle with here because my my you know Mike. Co-director, co-actor, Sophia. I feel like she's feeling not heard, and that's something that's been my entire battle is to make her feel heard this entire time. And but like to me, like she's had such a huge influence on the film, right? She's so much of her thoughts have been implemented into it. But then it's like you have that one conflict point, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you never listen to me, and it's like, ugh, do I do I really well, also
1: never... also if she's a co-director too, I mean that's kind of a different thing as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know what y'all's exact arrangement. <laughs>
1: arrangement I mean it's been,
0: it's been fuzzy on so yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've been trying to let her have more creative influence over the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, I'm, okay, d- cool. I'm still definitely steering the ship.
1: But you've been trying to open it up to her more as like being like, okay, yeah. Do you think she'll wind up being correct, like a co-director, like on like officially like a co-director on the film, or more of like a
0: producer or um, were you uh, you know i'm open to it I'm willing. i'm, I'm not know. so precious with my credit that i'm not she's definitely going to get a writing credit uh because she sat down and, and wrote the like we wrote the whole script together
1: so i can certainly see why she has a little like you know wanting to have a little more no oh, uh, totally yeah yeah ultimately though if you're the one in charge then you're the one ultimately yeah in charge
0: yeah <laughs> Well, and again, I don't like to pull that thing, and you know, it's just interesting. Like collaboration, you're always—it's always a new thing navigating a collaboration. Like it's never a straight line. It's never just like even even with your best collaborators, your closest ones, there's always conflict points. And there's always times when it gets really difficult, and it sucks going through those points like in the moments you always feel shitty, but then when you can t- sort of take a step back and say well this is this is a natural outcome, and as long as we're you know keep being respectful, keep having these conversations, like it's gonna happen no matter what you know
1: you're doing great Clinton. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to say i you're don't doing know great
0: who knows maybe maybe, who maybe it'll otherwise. be a bad film who knows maybe it'll be trash i mean that but that's kind of like you know i'm not saying it's gonna be trash i actually think we're getting a lot of interesting stuff but yeah. also it's kind of not the point as well like you're making something yeah
1: you're also learning a lot i mean it's definitely an, yeah a worthwhile experience yes and again whatever you know the like whatever you decide to do with acting next uh, i mean you're certainly like learning a lot from doing it on this film and you'll carry that knowledge and the, those insights with you into the next thing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you already were, but I'm sure it will be even more so, like empathetic with actors and um a little more understanding of what they're going through, which is great.
0: No, definitely. I'm I'm doing this suffering now so that all of my actors in the future who I work with can suffer less.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. God. What a man, Clinton, what a what a a saint
0: oh god yes i'm such a saint this is all just (laughs) i'm a martyr this is i'm so selfless i know (laughs) the world should weep for me Uh, really i I mean no i'm i will i'm very i'm very (laughs) no i'm you know i'm airing some things that you know are pieces of conflict and are natural outcomes of the process and certainly like i said there's emotional ups and downs but i don't Like, I just reflect every single day we're shooting about how fortunate I am and how lucky I am to be having the opportunity to make this, you know. And uh, I think that's something, like, you should, like, having that gratitude for making movies is something. I mean, that's the energy that keeps me going, right, is that gratitude as a a director. I feel so lucky every time I step on set. That's why I have infinite energy for it is because I don't know when i'll be able to do it again or if i'll be able to yeah, do it, yeah, this might be the last you one don't you take never it know For granted yeah
1: you don't take it for granted
0: no not even for you one second it,
1: yeah and that's why too like when people show up, like you know even like auditions or whatnot like it blows my mind when uh, i don't know when when certain filmmakers like have that sense of entitlement like of course you're here to read for me it's like no i'm like thrilled like anytime anyone's taking the time to you know audition for me or even like whatever it may be but like you don't want to take that for granted. No. Um, you don't want to take any of it <laughs> any of it for granted to be so presumptuous. Like, well, obviously these people are going to want to come be a part of like what I'm doing. And no, it's really cool that they are. Yeah. I know that it requires someone like, you know, putting all that energy and effort into like getting prepared for the audition or whatever the job may be. Anyway, no, that's good, man. That's good that you're always that you have that sense of gratitude. And don't worry, like I don't take like. Any of the grievances that you've aired here, like, you know, I don't take it as like, oh, well, that's, you know, describes like the sum total of this experience uh, for <laughs> not at all. Just for the, the, the just, audiences
0: out there, if we ever finish a podcast, well, we <laughs> 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 when
1: when we finish a podcast, when but we no, like, the- no, I, I get it. I mean, in the middle of it, like, no matter how great a production is going, like, in the midst of that production, like, I'm gonna have the exact kind of like, you know, I'm gonna have to vent about something. Yep, there's always something going on that's making me feel. Not great for one reason or another, like you know, or something that I wish could be someone's attitude that I wish could be adjusted. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a get like on every, on pro- usually <laughs> every project, there's always
0: very, very rare ones. someone something someone's something that I wish could be adjusted. Yeah, yeah, you're always tuned into every little detail as a director, and so even yeah, somebody 100%. who's making jokes that you don't like, or making little comments, or maybe somebody's complaining a little bit more than you'd like, and it's like because you're yeah. you're baking this whole cake, and it to you know. As a director, you're always like every mm-hmm. little thing is a part of the recipe of this cake. And so if somebody's just doing one small thing that you don't like, you notice it because it's not going what you're going how your ideal would be. You notice it all because it all matters.
1: Peggy backing on your um or building off of your baking a cake analogy, I'm like, I wonder if when bakers make a cake, if they use filmmaking as an analogy. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, when we're baking this cake, it's like we're it's like, like making you know, a film. We're directing this film. Yeah. 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 Just think about that
0: i yeah, I've been using a lot of analogies lately. I used paint yeah, as, I a, think... as a metaphor to try and explain my process. Sure. So I was, like, I was saying like production is not making the painting. Production is gathering all the paints and then editing is when you actually make the painting.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think the more I, yeah, I find, uh, I mean, I kind of love metaphors and analogies in, in general, but I think it's definitely part and parcel with being a filmmaker. Yeah. You find <laughs> yourself using a lot more of them as... As time, as time goes on.
0: Oh, because that's what the um, best stories are, right? Metaphors. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else on your mind? or
1: uh, No, I'm good. Like, you know, doing the daddy thing. And then um, me and uh, my buddy Matt Gilliam started... Diving more into to pre production on Breaker Breaker since we last talked, kind of like tiptoeing our way in, into those waters because you know what, what right now you, what is that? What does that is look rel- like?
0: What is the details of that? Are you guys just saying emails back and forth and saying, "Hey, we're in pre production oh, now"? Or like what? What's
1: mostly so we we talk at we just have like a weekly at least once a week we have a pre production talk or he can't like he came down here Sunday and we did a little uh, social distance meeting uh, nice. going over the script. And then uh, Monday night we did some uh, some more notes in the script, going over those. And then yeah, I mean we've just been yeah mostly talking, yeah, and some emails and starting you know getting the Google Docs going and all that all that jazz, doing the play and then uh, the film and then also the album. So I've still got to finish you know I got to learn how to play guitar yeah. and sing. So that's a whole another uh, you know uh, aspect to it. And then figuring out how we're going to fund the whole thing. I mean you know um, just figuring out the ways we're going to go about funding the play and then therefore the movie and what have you well and next just, time next the, time synergy, we talk, the we'll... synergy of it all too like with the music and everything yeah yeah and then also we're not sure when theaters will re, you know when we'll be able to do like a live show yeah but it's probably for us it's probably fun because we're gonna need quite a bit of time like you know we need a long runway right now to start putting all the pieces together especially since you know my time is, is very limited he's a he's a, you know a, a, da- a new dad also newer dad also his his son's um a year and a half so we grab our time like when we can like usually our our calls are like at 10pm at <laughs> That's pretty much like a, on a day to day basis the only time we can we can both talk dad life yeah man so all that's going with, everything's yeah all that's going really well and yeah in general I'm, uh, things are great oh yeah and then uh, well I still got, I haven't seen it yet but um, don't read this on a plane is gonna come out on Tuesday that was a movie I acted in last year that just won the audience award
0: at Dances with Films is it being distributed, or is it playing at dances?
1: Yeah, so it, it screened at dances. Uh, the, you know, they did a virtual festival this year. It screened there, and it won the audience award. And then it's going to be distributed on the twenty second.
0: Okay, remind me, I'll watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. And then another uh, a short film that I acted in last year just got put up on Vimeo like
0: yesterday. Keep me in the loop, bro. I I gotta I gotta share the great Alan everywhere.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'll send you uh I'll send you a link to that to day as long as you remember yeah i'll definitely send you a link and then um uh, once the links are up for uh don't read this on a plane i'll send i'll send those as well cold feats next festival it's uh october 8th to the 12th the buffalo international film festival i might have already told you that but mm-hmm. yeah things are good congrats thank you sir well hey man have a great uh rest of your shoot remember if anyone gives you any grief about anything else on set just tell them uh, you know, you can play any snippets of this recording of uh, me backing you up, well, or put them on, put put me on the phone, or just you know.
0: I appreciate that. Hopefully, I got a couple meetings ahead. We can smooth all these things out. So
1: cool. That sounds good. And yeah, yeah, will you know, Set you up for finishing strong.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk soon. Hopefully, in the next week or two, we can have a wrap out and talk more about your pre production in more detail.
1: Cool. Sounds good. Right. Uh, hold on. River's signing off right now. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Oh, now you got nope. the microphone, you're all you're too shy. Up. too shy. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, mm. all right, my friend. Take care, you have dude. Have a good uh, rest of your day, great rest of your shoot, and we'll talk soon.
0: Yeah, we'll talk soon. See you, Ben. All right, here we are back in the present, uh, November 2022. It's interesting to hear me talking about those things going through it, especially having you know, I've shot. More movies since then, and those kind of problems still come up. But the journal Plague and Blood, working title, we're definitely changing that title. But we're still in post-production right now with it. I need to get some a couple little pickups before we go uh, wider with the edit testing but if anybody it would be interested in being a part of our test audience and would like to see a screener of journal and plague blood jpb you know i think it, it turned out pretty pretty good and i'm really excited to show it to the world i think it's a unique little horror movie so uh yeah if you'd be interested in test screening it for us and giving your feedback reach out to me directly on you know socials or email us at our podcast email
1: I really enjoyed the cut of that movie that I saw, so I'm excited to see what you uh, what you do with it next. As I was saying, like, I can relate to every like a lot of things that you were talking about, and I could just like feel it. And while I was listening to this episode again, I could feel it as well. <laughs> like it all, mm-hmm. it's always right there in the surface. Those like those conflicts and whatnot that come to mind. Like as soon as you bring up you know everything that you brought up, other like you know incidents from my own experience just come roaring to the uh, the forefront of my mind. Anyway, and they still do. And they always will. Well, and th- th- let,
0: me, let me make one point about that really quickly, though. Something we we need to keep in mind is that as the director, you have power. You you have a lot of responsibility, right? And you have to be the like you're the generator of a lot of things. Which hopefully you have people around who appreciate that. But I think you also have power even at any level, no matter what kind of project directing, you have power. And I think that's also partially the burden of power. And I, I, we didn't mention that too much in this episode. And I just want to be clear about that, that I think we are lucky to be able to make movies. And I think part of this stuff, while we're commiserating about it, and it is important to acknowledge, it's also part of the burden of power and being the one in charge and being the one with the responsibility and stuff. So I just wanted to give it that little bit of perspective. Fair enough. Heard and agreed. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for episode 11. Thank you all for hearing us cry about how much power we have.
1: <laughs> oh, you, can contact, you can contact us at we at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com, where you'll find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for fellow artists, as well as links to our Patreon and social media pages.
0: Yeah, and if you all have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, any feedback, we'd love to hear from y'all, whether it's through email or even through any of our social media pages, uh, which you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Clinton Cornwall.
1: You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner, A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R, and on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. Also, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, the Roku channel, Google Play, and YouTube. And my other movies are available on several platforms, including Being Awesome, Save Yourself, and Act One on Tubi. And We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Men on Amazon.
0: And one last little reminder, me and Alan are creative coaches and consultants. So if you are struggling with any part of your artistic process, we would love to be your safety net and your support. So just hit us up for a free 30-minute consultation. Also, thank you to our spectacular editor, Mr. Mike Jimenez. Give it up. Woo! Yay. For all his awesome work. Uh, and also thank you to all of our friends, family for their for their love and support. We couldn't do it without you.
1: Well, we have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe and join us next week.
0: And this has been Clinton Cornwall
1: and Alan C. Gardner
0: with the Story Life Podcast.
1: <laughs> Take care.
0: Boom. Uh, it was interesting, um, blah, blah.